Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today I'm talking about reclaiming your connection to spirit. A lot of times I see people have a connection to God or Jesus or that which is greater than us, whatever you want to call it, and other people try to own it or take credit for it or control it. And today I want to empower you with that connection because that is what is going to progress your spirituality further. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What's going on? Nothing. Trying to come off that last week's episode, first of all. I had yes. everybody, I guess I had so many people write to me that I made them cry. Oh, and you I, made me cry. I listened back to it and I started crying and I lived through it. I'm, I'm going to tell you, I did not listen. Uh, you didn't. I didn't listen. You were cringing bad. You had a cringe moment. Yeah, I was uh, hesitant to open my DMs too. I actually, got, I actually, this week I did get a lot and... Like I said, made a lot of people. What makes cry. you un- no? That's interesting to talk about. Like, what makes you uncomfortable about emotion? Okay, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Are you uncomfortable? Well, I mean, I know my defense is I always go and I tell a joke. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, I try to make, I try to do something silly. Yes. So you know, I, I figured I'd do something silly this episode. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But. But yeah. no, but like I, you, I know I didn't answer your question. No, you didn't. I'm like a politician. <laughs> I, I'm like your typical politician. I just did not answer the no, question. No, but what is it? Do you just feel like seen or something, and that's like a vulnerable part of you? Like you know, like people seeing you, it's stressful to have yeah. that. It's like awkward. What yeah. is that? Yeah, I, 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 whatever you said is what I think. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's a guy thing too, yeah. a little bit. Although some guys are very, you know, in our society, we make our kids this way um, inadvertently. And a lot of, I see a lot of boy moms trying not to do that. I don't have boys, so I don't know what that's like. But I do know just from like a lot of boy moms, they're trying to say, hey, it's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotions. It's okay. And, you know, I just think society probably like really comes down on guys like, don't cry, don't this, don't that. But with you, you are never serious, Scotty. That is... Just once in a while, like yeah. Just once in a while. All right, we'll move on because you're like, yeah, getting all uh, fidgety. Well, I'm on shutting me. down on you. Yeah, yeah you're, you're shutting down. You're getting fidgety. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, all right, when can we start our first segment? I kind of like <laughs> it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> What's that? I like it. You like it? I, yeah. <laughs> just joking. Well, go ahead. All right, anyway, all right, all right. Jumanji, right, 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 Jumanji, Jumanji. All right, move on. Well, let's get some Jumanji going. <laughs> you're so funny. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call better help for you, like right now. I need better help. I need a lot of things. I need feels. <laughs> I need Birdie. I need Brooklyn. I need them all. <laughs> Dipsy, definitely. Dipsy. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. Well, I thought, you know, maybe, you know, we do get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of uh, DMs about uh, different thought leaders and spiritual leaders. Yes. And, you know, what are their colors? And I, I figured, you know, we go through a few of them. Um, I picked out some that you, that come up more than not. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll go through their colors. We'll, we'll see if we can figure this out. Yeah, a lot of people want to know, like, what's this person's color or that person? Yeah. yeah. What is that connection um, that, that, you know, these people bring forth? Okay. All right. So the first one I picked out was Brene Brown. Oh, yes. She's a, prof- I mean, most people might know her. Um, she's a professor, a lecturer, author. She's from the state of Texas. I don't know if that's important or not. Uh, she did like a TED Talk, I think, mm-hmm. a famous TED Talk. And she is probably considered one of the top spiritual or thought leaders right now, I think. Yeah. Um, so what's what's the, what's her colors? Well, she's indigo yellow. Okay. Um, it's interesting, you know, with her being a thought leader, she talks about a lot of the things that are really spiritual, like vulnerability and the power of vulnerability. 
Um, and you know, I feel like with her, like she takes a lot of that indigo. So she takes a lot of the empath stuff and, and then she, I guess, scaffolds it for us cause she's a yellow. So she'll take it and then she'll kind of break it down. So I think people really relate to her because she takes these very deep seated things that don't always have words attached to them and she gives them words. So that's what I see with her. She's like a yellow indigo and she, you know, with her, it's interesting because she's got that indigo and I think a lot of us understand who are very deep empaths. It's hard for us sometimes to get out there or talk or articulate or deal with the things you're going to deal with when you make statements or whatnot. But she's yellow. And yellow people have this ability to kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to compartmentalize like what all you think about what I'm about to say and I'm going to say it, which makes her words have a bit of like, um, I guess, an ability to get to us because she can compartmentalize all that she's going to have to go through to put them out there which is something I struggle with myself, honestly. So I find her very fascinating to me, and I take a lot of inspiration from that. Excellent. Okay. All right, so yellow and indigo. indigo. Mm-hmm. All right, the next one I have, this one I've, I've heard of, uh, is Teresa Caputo. Oh, yes. She is on TLC, the yeah. Long Island Medium. Obviously, she was born in Long Island. She was born <laughs> in uh, Hicksville, Nassau yeah. County, which is close to where I grew up. Yeah. Uh, I think she came from a family of firefighters. Oh, did she? Uh-huh. I think That's I think cool. volunteer. Yeah. And I think she's very down to earth. Yeah. She's down to earth. Yeah. Down to earth. Um so she's a medium. What what's her color? You know, she's she's purple and a very deep blue. Um I think we all see the purple. definitely see the purple um you know people obviously you say you're a psychic people are going to come after you you have your own show people are going to come after you you know that's going to happen you do these big shows these big stadiums and whatnot people are going to come after you honestly i feel she has a gift i do i feel like she is she's got an incredible shtick we call it around here scott and i because she's just like oh who's who's I don't know. Who's yeah. making the lasagna? I smell it. Like, yeah. she's just very funny. They're telling and- me he works at the deli. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he <laughs> likes salami. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, my uncle worked at the deli. Like, are you kidding me? I'm going to leave right now. Like, she's funny. <laughs> and she has, like, a like a showmanship to her, yes. which is, like, a great way to take um, mediumship messages and present them in a way that's, like, it's even if you're not getting see because okay readings can be boring if you're not the person getting it i'm going to be honest that's true mm-hmm. because like I, I you know if i'm doing a reading for somebody we're talking about their great aunt sally they were super close to like that might not be exciting for other people to listen to right. even though it's cool but it's not always she has this way to make it so entertaining that you do want to hear other people's readings because she's so um, fun about it. You know, I, she gets a lot of flack, yeah. um, like I said. And I think, like, uh, the big thing, like, you'll hear, like, either they you love the people love her or hate her. And I feel like she is one of those people that has taken um, – you know, her psychic abilities to a main stage. And sometimes when you do that, you open yourself up just for a lot of people's opinions and skeptics and things like that. And people think spirit works a certain way and it really doesn't. People think it's more logical than it is. And, um, I just feel like she takes a lot of heat for that. So I, I see with her, she'll like come out and be like really entertaining and then she'll retreat for a while and it was really sad she broke up with her husband, I have to mm-hmm. say, because I really did like Larry. Well, Larry, what was uh, He what was color? red. He, he was, was red. red? You know, I feel like... Red, blue? Yeah, because I yeah. think about you and me a lot because we're, they were like similarly colored, except she's more like entertaining, like blah, 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 you know, yeah. <laughs> loud or whatever. But I feel like, and I don't know what happened between them. I really don't. This is my thought. I feel like he lost a role 
in 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 because they were together like twenty something years and they have two kids and like I feel like he lost some sort of role in it or yeah. something and he always took care of her and he always protected her and something happened where maybe he wasn't as needed or something anymore and then he went somewhere where he was more needed so. I made it about me and you, Scott. Yeah, okay. I made well, it about... Well, it is very similar. You said she was purple and blue. <laughs> yeah. You're purple indigo. Yeah. I'm red and blue. Yeah. And he's, you said he was red and blue. So. Yeah. All right. It's sad, they, it's sad they broke up. I feel like we all kind of feel that, too, who follow it. We're like, oh, what happened? It's so yeah. sad. All right. Yeah. But, I, you know, you did make a point about the, the readings. and uh, But, I, you know, when you, you, know, you do the... Um, we've been doing a lot of Zoom events. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have... You know, big crowds, like a hundred people on yeah. them. And I do get a lot of comments that people do love to hear you read other people. Oh, do they? Yeah. So maybe there is something to maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's I hard could... for me to see myself. Yeah. In it. Um. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, even the other day, someone sent me told me they said, um, I could just listen to her do readings on other really? people all day long. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also agree with you. Like, why would you want to hear someone else's reading? It might be but, me a little bit. But, like, when I'm doing a reading for one person, I think of everybody watching and, and maybe I feel bad. I can't get to every, you know, like that yeah, a little bit. That's my own, like, oh, I want everyone to feel special, you know, because that's my empathiness that gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but I can see that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Our next one. Um, I have meditated to this guy. Oh. I've done his meditation. Oh, yes. Not all of them, but I've done a few. <laughs> uh, he was born in New Delhi. He is Deepak Chopra. He got his start, I think, by doing an interview on the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm-hmm. Oprah show. And, you know, he's he's known a lot for meditation. Alternative medicine sometimes gets him in trouble a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, you know, that's Controversial gonna, theories. That's going to do it for you. Yeah. What do you think of Deepak? <laughs> Love my Deepak. I love Deepak. He, all right, so he's green. He has like a blue purple thing going on. It's kind of swirly. Okay. Um, he's very like not in this realm. Like you can tell like, and that's why I think he can get in trouble a lot because he'll talk about things and he does not care if you don't get it or not. So he's kind of in this 5D, fifth dimensional vibe. And so when he talks about medical stuff or things like that, I think if you come at it from like a 3D perspective, um, you can, ooh, what's he telling? You know, you do have to be careful with how you talk about things because if people take it literally, they could hurt themselves. So I don't really, I mean, I've never heard him say, I mean, I don't really follow him, I guess, that closely. I just do his meditations. I know he talks a lot about like eating for anti-inflammation and he talks about stuff like that a lot. And I mean, that works for him, you know, but like, I, with him, I feel like he's on a whole different plane and he tries to bring us into it. I love his thoughts, his ideas of unbounded awareness, um, you know, that the body doesn't age. He's like very into uh, renewing yourself, renewing your body, does a lot of yoga. I mean, he's very inspiring to me, but I feel like he's definitely on his own vibe. Like that's for sure. And you either get it or you don't, like when you hear him talk, if you're not used to it, it's like he's speaking English, but you're like, what are you I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> so like you have to kind of keep listening to him or keep reading his books and stuff like that. And then finally you're like, it'll click because he's using English words, but you're like, I don't understand you. It's like a bunch of words put together okay. and I don't quite get it, but eventually he makes sense. And then I, you know, I try to simplify it for myself a little bit, right. um, which probably sounds very elementary in the way of, you know, versus how he says things. But yeah, he's green with it. Oh, I had a question for you. Yes. Somebody asked on the, I, this could be like a whole different episode, but I meant to ask you and I'm thinking about it now. Somebody asked on the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook page, um, 
that? How do they meditate? Because they don't have the ability to visualize. So some people, and you don't either, and that's why I'm asking you, some people can't visualize. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like if I say Ferris wheel, like you don't, you don't see a Ferris wheel like that. I I see darkness. Yeah. And so so this person was saying like, I feel so bummed out and it kind of ties into today Mm -hmm. because like with meditation, you can Maybe feel like, which I talk about later, but um, I'll talk about this later. But um, if you feel like you're not doing what, oh, I saw this and I saw trees and I saw this and I saw yeah. colors. And, and some people are like, I just see darkness. Like they don't have the ability to, how do you, because you know how to meditate. How do you meditate without seeing things? Well, well first of all, I want to say right off the bat, I yes. am not a good meditator. <laughs> I mean, but I can, you know, but I can meditate and I can make it work for me. Um, but yes, I, I am not a, a meditator. Um <laughs> The, you know, when you do some, like when you do the big meditations on Instagram live or mm-hmm. on your workshops or things the like that, I try ones. to do it. Yeah. I really do try to do it. Uh, cause otherwise I'd just be sitting there fidgeting, probably distracting you because yes. we're in the same room. So I do try to do it. I try to get the breathing down. I try to get into a relaxed state. Now I don't see anything that you're talking about. <laughs> this right. is true. It, it just it's doesn't okay. happen. No, yeah, tell or us. even when I do the Deepak, not nothing on yours no, not, I know. or on Deepak or whoever. Yeah. Um, but if I relax and I clear my mind, and and sometimes if my mind just goes, I, I'll, I'll let it go. But eventually what will happen for me is I will be able to clear my mind. And either two things will happen. One, I'll just fall asleep basically. Mm-hmm. And I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh. I you just feel met- good. Yeah, yeah, I just feel good. So that's one. But then a lot of times like an idea will come to me. Hmm. You know, so because so, you know, I'm always – one thing about me, I'm always trying to think of an idea. I'm mm-hmm. always trying to come up with new ideas and, and, and things like that. And new angles and all this stuff. So sometimes when I just meditate, like that will come to me. Oh, that's interesting. Like I'll just be sitting there and then I'll be like, okay, I got to do this. And that's, some, you know, then I'll try to do that. So that's how spirit speaks to you. They like yeah. kind of drop, drop box an idea a little yeah. bit. I mean, I can't see, like, like you said, I can't see the ocean. I can't see the trees. I, I you know, I'm not in like the, the desert. I, I yeah. can't, none of that comes to me. Yeah. That's what this person asks. And they think they're bad at meditating because no, they don't. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's just how you, you do it. Right. But I, I can still get something out of it. Mm-hmm. It's even like when I read like a – and I don't read that much anymore. But when I used to read like a descriptive book and they, the author would write a yes. whole description, I'd skip over that wow. because I can't even picture it. Oh, really? So – and you're, you like to read. Yeah. So but that's, I would skip that. Do you think you picked history because of that because it's so factual or so, – like because you're a history major. So like – Yeah, maybe that's probably – Because they don't really do a lot of like description. It's just kind of like facts. I, yeah. that's pro- Well, that's why I probably was better at history than – you know, English or poetry or right. things like that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Off topic. It's just somebody asked that this morning and I saw it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to ask Scott with the yeah. Deepak thing because he does so many meditations. Yeah, look, if I can meditate, you can meditate. <laughs> it, that is true. All right, our next one, he's an author, he's a coach, speaker. Uh, he's big into self-help. He does a lot of seminars. He used to do infomercials. He's <laughs> six foot seven inches. Tony Robbins. Oh, if you don't know who this is, there is a Netflix special and it's a little older, but it's just, it's interesting to watch it. Yes. And he was in Shallow Hell. He was in Shallow Hell, the movie Shallow Hell. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. So he's red. He's, he has a red aura. It's like red and purple, but he's got blue in there too. Um, so he, he's interesting because he kind of, and I feel like he's been controversial with a lot of his methods or how he speaks to people. He's gotten accused of kind of, 
uh, being maybe, I don't know, I don't want to like label him as things, but he's gotten accused of being insensitive sometimes with the, how he talks about things. Yeah. He's big he, on, he uses a lot of curses. Yeah. He curses a lot. He's big on personal responsibility. Like he's big on like not being the victim anymore. So if somebody's like gone through trauma, he can kind of be like, okay, you know, move past it maybe a little quicker than they're ready to or something like that. I feel like with him, that's just his red person approach that he's talking to you the way he talked to himself. Now he's, he sees people and he's interesting and, and he obviously is doing something that's speaking to people. But what I like, what I like about him, and it was interesting because when you watch, if you watch the Netflix documentary, it's kind of like, whoa, okay. He likes to create an energy in a room that also supports what he's saying. So he does these conferences, not right now because there's COVID, but he does these conferences and the conference becomes this like being and energy unto of itself. Oh yeah. And there, some of these conferences are like days long and they go 24 hours a day without stopping. They barely sleep. They like eat while they're doing it. It's like, it's like a crazy amount of energy. Yes. And they're in this conference room. They say people fall asleep during it or like, or wake up or come in. It's amazing. And, and they say afterwards it can be completely life changing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the energy that he brings to it, which I feel like is a very red person thing and the directness and, and, uh, just, I guess the truth dropping in a very direct way is interesting to me if you're into that approach. Okay. All right, our next, our next one. She was born in St. Louis. Um, she had she basically uh, she was a poet. She believed in the strength of women and rising up of the human spirit. Uh, she raised the moral standard of living for people in the United States. Maya Angelou. If you've read her books, which I highly recommend, <laughs> um, I think what she does is she makes us her. And so to make. And and I feel just with, uh, you know, especially when talking about racism or being black or just feeling different or out of place, she has this way when you read what she writes to make you her. So like I remember being 16, this white girl in white suburbia in Buffalo, reading her book and understanding, like, well, feeling connected to that or feeling connected to her. And man, I feel like that's how, and she knew it because she's purple and a very deep blue. And I feel like she knew that's how to make people compassionate that's how to make the darkness go away just to shine light on it with love and the feeling of compassion and togetherness and make us all part of her experience not in a way that divided us but unites us um i feel like she was onto something there and that's why obviously we all there's something with her like with her words that's the other thing some people who are writers and Maya Angelou is definitely this person. And I can't, I probably think of it if I could think of other authors or whatnot, but she has this ability in her words to bring us with her. So in every word, it's like a prayer or it's like a vibrational uh, tuning or something. And I feel like it brings us into it and it changes us on some level. So she has, she's magical. She has just like prayer in her words. Amazing. I got a little deep there. You did, yeah. That's how I no, feel about great. her. That was, no, that was that's how I feel that about was, her. So purple and deep blue. Yeah, and I feel like we need more of her. That's how we're going to unite. That's how we can, that love, that just bringing us together, that understanding. Awesome. Empathy. Empathy. And our last one, we have Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> she is an Avenger. <laughs> she can harness chaos magic, mm. telepathy, telekinesis. Uh, she lives in Westview. Mm. I feel that she is like just one of the leaders of our time. <laughs> what are her colors? We should be like um, 
like in the in the Avenger verse or whatever, where it's just, oh, this is real. Like, yeah. can we all just live our lives pretending like that's real or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. So I'll just go with it. So right. she is a little hot mess purple right yep. now. You know, she's going through some things. She had a, you know, she dropped a purple bomb on Westview. Um, you know, she's attracting some, you know, when you do that, sometimes you attract just bad people and you're like toxic people like Agatha. And, you know, she's really showing us what, you know, untapped grief and emotion and things. If you don't, if you don't get like a handle on it or an right. awareness of it, other people can come and manipulate you. Yeah. Be and careful. She, she clearly is not in charge of her red. No. She actually took her powers and she put in like another town into yeah. the force field thingy, yeah. majiggy that she yeah. made. You know, our green audience might know this stuff better, the terms <laughs> we don't than really I watch do. I don't watch at Avengers all. at all. We were made to watch this. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I actually, the funny thing is, I liked the first couple episodes. <laughs> Because it had nothing to do with the Avengers. I didn't, and then all of a sudden it became like a superhero thing. And I'm not into those yeah. superhero stuff. And now it's like an Avengers show. And I know I have no idea what's going on. I know. And I don't know what any well, of the I think characters. that was the point. They tried to, they right. baited you. Right. And now you have to watch all the movies and continue to pay for Disney Plus. Yeah. And now I'm kind of annoyed that I still got to pay for Disney Plus. Oh my God. Red Rant coming. Red Rant. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, Spoiler. ding, 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 ding. You know. Scott. And the other thing is. Okay. Oh, here we go. You're oh, already, no, you were already going into no. it. <laughs> Go, you were, please read rant about how we have to pay to watch movies on Disney Plus. Go. Yeah. I mean, oh, for, here well, we go. Well, oh, yeah. God. Well, the first oh, thing yeah. I have with Disney Plus is they're not like Netflix. They, oh, they've, been, they've been taking these out like one week at a time. You know, Netflix throws them all at once. So if yeah. I just want to watch, you know, Cobra yeah. Kai, I can watch Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Disney is making me pay every month by making one episode a week of yeah. this WandaVision. Yeah, nonsense. they know what they're doing. Yeah. And then they get a new movie. Finally, they get something new. I'm not watching like Miracle on Ice from 1980 or whatever it is. <laughs> And, you know, and Lady and the Tramp and Snow White. And they finally get a new movie and then they have they make you pay for it. Yeah. Like, what is that? I know. Who would do that? Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. You're right, Scott. You know, Netflix <laughs> comes out with a garbage movie. They don't okay. make you pay for it. You're right, okay. Scott. Right. You're so right. All right. Let's just get it to the end. Red ran over. <laughs> so excited to have this. <clears throat> Excuse me. So excited to have this podcast sponsor today. I talked about it a few episodes ago. She's Birdie. So actually, finally went on a like a little girls a girls night with I met my two girlfriends for dinner and I went at night and um you know it's oh dinner's over I have to walk to the parking lot and I actually wasn't scared like I normally am because I had my she's birdie with me um and I just thought it's so simple because I think like as women we're just kind of used to constantly feeling like oh yep we could be attacked at any moment. That's just life. And it's just so part of us. It's so ingrained that when you have something like she's birdie with you, you're like, oh my gosh, like this kind of like gave me peace of mind. It like kind of took some of the discomfort away. So I, I just feel like just the personal empowerment of it is amazing in and of itself. Uh, birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. And it really is. When you activate your birdie with just a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and a flashing strobe light will help deter it. I mean, it is loud. It is loud and it's, but it's cute. It's cute. On a keychain. Oh. Now, I know you went, one of the people you went with was, was, uh, Purple Bomb Amanda. Yes, I went with Purple Bomb Amanda. Is it louder than Purple Bomb Amanda? Yes. Okay. It is. All right. Then that's loud. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like Purple Bomb Amanda, if we were attacked, would I don't know. Um because well, she can she can get loud. Yeah, she's really loud and, and she's from New York. Yeah. And like so if you don't have a New Yorker with you, right. 
she's birdie works too. Right. Because I feel like having a New Yorker might be good too. Yeah. Because you were also with Jenny and Jenny's quiet. Yeah. So she, she couldn't compare to birdie. <laughs> right. But Amanda and birdie, you might, you know. Well, I think like Amanda could be your own personal safety person too. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. she's like. Maybe birdie should hire her. Yeah. <laughs> you could, if you can't, she's little. Like yeah. Amanda's they little. They can put her noise into the machine. <laughs> All right, so unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, Birdie is no danger to you. Feel confidence to use it without the worry. Birdie goes wherever you go. The alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass keychain, so you can attach it to your keys or your bag. I, I attach it to the, my purse, and I just, as I'm walking, if I'm alone, I'll put my hand on it just into quick pull if I need to. Over 300,000 Birdie alarms have been sold, and they have thousands of five-star reviews. Join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. Right now, this is such a deal, you guys. She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she's birdie.com slash KYA. Go to she's birdie spelled S H E S B I R D I E dot com slash KYA for 15% off your first purchase. That's she's birdie.com slash KYA. All right. Um, You've all heard me talk about BetterHelp. I truly appreciate the good it's done for me in my life, for my own introspection. I video chat with my therapist once a week. She knows everything about me and she's so professional and she's so kind. And she just, you know, gives me an opportunity to talk about what I'm going through. And sometimes that third-party observation is just all I need to just make myself a little better, to give myself a check-in, and to notice things about myself I might otherwise just brush under the carpet. What is therapy exactly? You know, it's whatever you want it to be. You can get some tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or work, um, whatever you need. It's time to stop being ashamed of just your normal human struggles and start feeling better because you know what? You deserve to be happy. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And know your Aura listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash KYA. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash K-Y-A. Give it a shot. Why not? It's helped me a lot, and I think it'll help you too. So today, like I said, I'm talking about reclaiming your connection to spirit, knowing that it's yours, that nobody else can own it or control it or manipulate it or take it away from you or anything like that. So it's important today that we have Scott here who is talking about different spiritual conferences and things that he went to for us, you know, always researching Scott, right? Always. Definitely. Yeah. Then, you know, different contexts in which we'll see if he made a connection to spirit or not. Yeah. So you, you might not know this, but I did go to a lot of these spiritual events. Yeah. I was wondering where you were. Yeah. And, you know, it's been throughout the years oh. and I didn't tell you and I'm going to tell you today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... You know, some of them, I mean, I'm hoping you don't get mad at me. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you do the circle of consent? I did not do the circle of consent. (laughs) Okay, God. Something worse. Oh, no. Far worse. Um, The first thing I did was I did uh, satsang with a swami. Oh, where was that? Is that local? No. Well, this was online. This was a Zoom thing. Uh, Usually they do it in person, but, you know, with the pandemic and all. Mm. Uh, And basically, 
it, we all met. There was like, I think there was like 60, 70 of us. And it was a very deeply intimate meeting. Okay, so the Swami provides like all this uh, inner exploration, uh, how to go beyond the self, uh, what lies beyond the self. That's interesting. Yeah, you find true clarity. That's cool. Transformation. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's a spiritual discourse. Oh. It goes on for a long time. We were there for hours upon really? hours and hours. Yeah. And, you know, the people did seem into it. You know, people were, you know, getting beyond themselves or whatever. They were transforming. <laughs> what does that look like? Uh, well, someone actually actually did literally transform oh. like a human into like a, <laughs> like a, like a, fur, a furry creature. It's beyond themselves. Yeah, something resembling a <laughs> raccoon. Um, but, you know, and, and a lot of people like were crying and emotional. And I was kind of just sitting there, you know, I was drinking my coffee with many cups <laughs> <laughs> because it was a long time. Yeah. And I fell asleep for a little while. Mm. Nothing really happened for me. You didn't go beyond yourself? Well, you know, they were, a lot of people were saying that they were very thirsty. Okay. Now for me, I did experience that. Yeah. But that's because I didn't drink for a few hours. You know, I, you know, I, yeah, okay. (laughs) other than the coffee. So I was like dehydrated. Um, Did you feel like something was wrong with you because you didn't get beyond yourself? Yeah. I I felt like I was an outsider. Oh yeah. You know, someone even actually called on me for, for a bit. Yeah. And I didn't even know what to say. Yeah. Like I, I just kind of mumbled something like, I'm, I'm a red blue. I'm a red blue. And they didn't understand. And they didn't know that. what I was talking about. Yeah. It just, you know, they, they all seem to get it. Yes. But I well, didn't that's okay. get it. That, you don't have to get it or connect for, you know, to have the same connection that other people do, which is what we're talking about today. Okay. That's okay. So. So the Swami with the satsang. Yeah. It was okay, but maybe not for you. Not for me. Okay. Got but it. But for some other people, they loved it. Yeah. All right. The next thing I did was the sacred medicine celebration. Ooh. Four days. Mm. I was there for three of the days. <laughs> you left one day? I left one day. I had something to do. <laughs> uh, the third day I had to go. I went down to the Napa Valley. Um, that's another story. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. It's, it's in the mountains. Um, there's four sacred medi- medicine circles. Oh. The good news here is all your juice is included. Any kind of juice you want. That's great. Included papaya. Yeah. Orange. Pineapple. What a deal. All-inclusive juices. Yeah. Now, again, I, I wasn't kind of getting it, mm. but there was this option called uh, Cambo. Okay. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do the Cambo option. All right. I probably shouldn't have. Why? Okay. Now, Cambo, I don't know if you know what it is. No, I don't. It's a medicine ritual that involves the secretion of a poisonous giant monkey frog. Ew. Yeah. That sounds – don't touch that. Well, that's what I, I thought. But I'm like, you know, I signed up for the Cambo and yeah. it was like a really expensive fee. Oh. It was like, you know, $13 or something like that. <laughs> and, that, you, know, that, you know, I was kind of saving my money for, you know, something else, you know, some food. But uh, I'm like, you know what? I'll try the Cambo. And I think what happened was you're, you're supposed to take 10 milligrams of the Cambo. Mm-hmm. Like, I took, wait, you drink the frog juices, the frog secretions? Yeah. Yeah, you put it in. That like, cannot put be it in FDA a mixture. regulated. Well, they said that they were. They said everything was safe. Okay, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I took a little bit too too much cabo. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart rate went to about 190 beats oh, per minute. That's not good. I started getting the sweats, fever, yeah, uh, burning sensations. My tongue was falling like this. Yeah, uh, Tyler. Um, <laughs> and 
No one will ever get that. No, um, that's our own inside that's joke. That's our own inside joke between Tyler Cameron and Matt uh, Damon. What's his name? Matt, Matt James? James. Yeah. <laughs> they um, just love each other so much. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, people do do this. And oh. you take this cambo. <laughs> well, apparently you did. And I did. And they do. <laughs> and the thing is, for 40 minutes, you're going to feel like crap. Well, of course, because yeah. you just ate, drank poison. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. From a tree, from a monkey tree frog, a <laughs> giant monkey frog. But then what happens is you fall asleep mm. and you make weird animal noises. Of course. I think I was a woodpecker. So uh, I guess that happened to me. But then you get the Cambo <laughs> purge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> People, I'm not making it this up. It sounds like ayahuasca a little bit, but with this stuff. Yeah. And okay. then you, you get the Cambo purge yeah, and yeah. you have sharpened senses. Um, you have like physical strength of Dwayne Johnson. Oh, wow. You are like a beast. You, I mean, just incredible feeling will come over you. Oh my god! And so, so did you connect? No, I just felt really sick and oh. you know feverish and sweaty. Okay, and again, very thirsty. But this was good. Because- there are some spiritual contexts that people create with the use of yeah hallucinogens and things like that. It's not for me. You know what I mean? No, it wasn't for me. But I know a lot of people who talk to me are like, oh, I really got a lot out of that or whatever. I'm like big on – but sometimes a lot of these practices are – there's a little bit of cultural appropriation here because like it's from a different culture and then usually like the shamans are the ones that take – that are I guess traditionally would take these things and then, you know, do it and then people would watch them or something. But now I think with like the rise of – I don't know what this one is, but I know with ayahuasca, that's how it works. And then with the rise of just like this tourism and stuff like that, people go there and they want to take the stuff the shamans traditionally take. Yeah. And get that so it's kind of yeah not safe. I mean, all I remember some woodpecker noises and this guy named Ted getting really touchy feeling with me. But whoa, yeah, Ted. Ted, did you get his number? Uh, no. Okay. That's okay. Good. <laughs> the next uh, spiritual event I went to. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that I went to this. Uh, was the fire festival? <gasps> the fire. <laughs> Fire Festival? Yes. I feel like I saw a documentary on that on Netflix. Yeah. So I went down to the Bahamas. I was hoping that I was going to meet huge Instagram influencers. Now, at that time, I don't know if you know this, but I was a huge fan of Bella Hadid. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You know her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, li- I used to like all her posts yes. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a fan account of hers. Oh, Bella Hadid. I, yeah, I made a fan it's a account. a weird phase you were in that time it of was, your life. It was really weird. Yeah, it was weird for you though. Yeah, and I had a lot of followers too. Um, <laughs> and she actually followed the account for a while, but then I, then she left. But uh-huh. um, I bought the luxury villa package. Um, and, you know, I went down there, you know, the, the commercials and this all said, you know, all the influencers told me. Yeah. This is going to be a two week, two weekends, transformative. Yeah. On the boundaries of the impossible. Whoa. This is, it sold me. I yeah. thought that I was going to be running on the beach with Instagram influencers, you know, and just having the time of my life. Yeah, on, this, on a, like an island, right? With no plumbing or something? I well, forget. no. I mean, I thought I was going to be in a luxury villa yeah. with all these other Instagram influencers. And we got there and there was like nothing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone started freaking out. Yeah. There was no like housing, no bathrooms. Oh my God. The musicians weren't there. The influencers weren't there. Kylie Jenner was nowhere to be found. We thought she'd be there. Yeah. But not me. Yeah. Not me. What do you I, mean? <laughs> this, you I didn't was actually, freak out? No, I didn't freak out. Yeah? I was actually having a great time. 
I found a group of local musicians. Okay. We started hanging out. Uh, and I started to have spiritual realizations there. So the fire festival was transformative event for you. Like you really spiritually connected in that chaos. Uh, yes. <laughs> this is the one I did connect on. Um, you, you know, basically it really, you know, I, when I really meditated on it uh-huh. to one of the Deepak Chopra's meditations, yeah, I realized that, you know, following Instagram influencers is just going to get you nowhere yeah it's it like, was just like it just hits you yeah like be yourself be yourself you don't need yeah. some person with seventy thousand million followers yeah, more from yeah. you know dubai and places like that follow you know to follow them yeah and you know for me it was a real spiritual waking i deleted that is that what an influencer is for you like somebody who has seventy thousand million followers from dubai or is that like, your definition of an influencer the definition of <laughs> Instagram influencer is someone who I would say has nice photos up. They all look like with the same filter. They have like if you go through their followers, half of them are like Chinese or Asian or from the Philippines or Dubai. You're meaning like the language is in English. Yeah. Like like, then you'll see like a like a 13 year old boy from like the Philippines will follow the account. Yeah, like a bot account. Yeah, and you're like, why would a 13 year old boy follow a you know 27 year old you know influencer from Malibu? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's your definition of an influencer. Yeah, yeah. and like uh, a 13 year old Filipino boy isn't following a 27 year old girl from Malibu. Right. (laughs) It's really easy to tell. Like it is. You just go through. They're full of crap. You know. know. You know, whatever. I mean, um, this could be another red rant. This is another red rant. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, fire festival, spiritual awakening. That's great. Yeah. Clap, clap, clap for you. Thank you, thank you. All right. So the next one I did was I figured, you know, I needed a little religion in my life. Mm. So I joined the New Life Church in Colorado Springs hmm. in early 2000. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this. I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> it was run by a guy named Ted Haggard. Okay. And um, it's a rough name, Haggard. Yeah, yeah. I think I should say that right. H a g g a r d, right? Haggard? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and basically, Ted said, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to him from the Mount of Olives in Israel. Yeah, you gotta watch that. Yeah, I don't know where that is. But <laughs> he he claimed that on this Mount of Olives, I don't know if he was eating a lot of olives or whatever, <laughs> but that's where the Holy Spirit spoke to him. Okay, was he eating tree frog? He might have been. <laughs> you get like me now. Um, <laughs> And you, you basically, you, you live your life in a tree. Like, like, really? Yeah. Like, like kind of like an Adam and Eve type thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The tree of life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the more you pay, the oh. bigger the tree. Oh, wait. Pay what? Like, you know, well, you donate. Okay. You know, you come to the services, you donate. It was about money. Okay. It was oh, kind of like that. Yeah. It was a business. And, <laughs> you know, I, I give a lot of money to it. You know, like seven dollars. Right, you know, it's a lot for you. Yeah, I put in the donation box, like you know, seven dollars. They mm-hmm. called me that guy. What was that guy? The Mister Mister uh, Beast. Mister Beast. <laughs> yeah, they kept calling me Mister Beast back then, before even Mister Beast was a thing. He's stuck in 2015. Yeah, this was 2005. Uh, but you know, you know, I didn't like. He was very anti-gay. Ooh, in his, I don't like that in his preachings. Like actively, constantly. Well, you know, just basically saying, you know, the real deal is man mm. and woman. And mm-hmm. that's it. You know, that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. That's what the Mount, Mount yeah, of Olives message was all about. I hate when people control that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I hate to control that message. Well, that's not cool. Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, look, I, I, I don't know. I mean, 
I was in deep. I'm, I, I, I had, I, you yeah. know, it was hard for me to get out. It's I guess. hard. You make connections. You make, you know, friendships, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I paid a lot of people to be my friends back then. And, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, it came out. It was a huge scandal that he had been, been, you know, having relations with a prostitute named Mike, uh, Mike Jones. Oh, a man. Yeah, man. Ain't that the way? Ain't That's hysterical. Group. And basically, for every month, he would get together with this prostitute for for years. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. He must really hate himself. Yeah, right? Like yeah, you have to, to make bash to, it. To bash it and hurt other people so bad because you hate yourself so much for yeah. just being who God made you. That's really sad. Right. So I felt I was not connected spiritually there. No. You know, it didn't. You know, and it's sad too because, like, I think when you tie, that's interesting because on a serious note, like, when you tie your connection to somebody like that, um, and you're like, oh, you know, this guy brought me all these connections spiritually with, you know, you know, God or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then he does something that can disappoint you. Then you can feel like everything was a lie. And that's why it's so important to own your own connection. So you never know. So you always know it was for you. You never know it was somebody else's. You never have it connected to somebody else's behavior. It has to be you and you and you and you and you. And that way, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. I mean, and I think, yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think the best, I mean, the best way to go about it is just between you, you and God, whatever, you however and you whatever, worship, however, yeah. whatever way you want to do it, that's fine. But always make sure it's, yeah, you understand that it's between God and you. Yeah, you don't need a gateway guy like Ted, yeah, or an Instagram influencer or something like that. No. All right, we got a couple more. Okay. Um, the next one is the Tantra Spirit Fest. You went festival. You went without me to a Tantra Spirit Festival. I. It was weird. I. I, I kind of just drove into it. Okay. Like, I don't know how that happens. You're just driving and then you're just like, what? I was on a dusty road and <laughs> I just have ha- happened upon it. And I'm like, I'll just go. Okay. You know, it was four days. What? You could have called me. <laughs> I went, hey, I only went three of the four days. I've been trying to get you to go to Tantra stuff and you won't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Michaela. <laughs> That's for a different episode. No, we've talked about this. I've been trying to go to like a Tantra okay. person and you won't go. All right, I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> All right, all right. It, maybe it's maybe it's that tree frog medicine. You, I could get you to go for the podcast. Maybe, maybe goat yoga or something would be better. But all right, four <laughs> days of pure celebrations of lovers of life. Ooh, um, there's th- there were thirty international teachers there. They were sharing their love of wisdom, ecstasy, and the cacao. Cacao is that how you pronounce that? C a c a o. Isn't that coca? like a, coca? A, a nut or something? Yeah, well, it's a drink. Oh. Yeah, cocoa? Like hot cocoa. Cacao? Yeah, like I chocolate. thought that was like a chocolate thing. Yeah, it's like a chocolate ceremony. And okay. that's really what it is. Oh, really? Yeah, you would, basically what you do is you get a group of people mm, okay. uh, that you feel close with. Right. And you, let's just call it chocolate. And you kind of make liquid chocolate and you drink it. Now, most people drink it from a mug. But, I, you know, I saw some people drinking it from like, their belly button, okay, or their ears. So they're just, toes. This is what I'm visualizing for the people that can't visualize. Yeah, Hershey syrup bottles everywhere. People licking it <laughs> off each other. <laughs> this well, is what I'm seeing. It's more of a refined chocolate. <laughs> okay, but yeah, and, and they build it that I would, I'm going to meet my soul tribe here. Cool. Uh, but you know, basically, I, I didn't feel any of that. I don't know. That kind of sounds like fun. <laughs> like purple, purple me is into it. Okay. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to tell you my experience. Super not COVID friendly though. No, no. It, it no. was really sticky. Ew. It was sticky. Mm. Uh, this guy named Ted grabbed me a lot of times. Ted, it's Ted again. Ted again. Yeah, Ted, <laughs> this Ted guy seems to keep coming up at everything I go to. You. I wonder if it's the same guy. Um, 
It beats the tree frog stuff, this cacao thing. Yeah. If it, I'm going to drink something. Yeah, you'd rather drink yeah. this than the Cambo. <laughs> but again, I didn't feel so much there. So what's the goal of this? Like you just meet your soul tribe and drink, drink cacao off of them? And then you guys like, it bonds you, kind of like a cacao bond? I, I think it's something like that. I also think it might have to do with like combining spirituality and your need to kind of get down with other people. So it's like lust and spirituality? Something like that. Yeah. Right. And you do have those international teachers that, you know, are very qualified. All right. Very qualified. I mean, okay. Yeah. All right. The last one. <laughs> What's the median age here? I just want to get another visual. Uh, like I, what, I, how I, old I, everybody is? It was hard to tell. I would say, you know, if I had to put a mean, like a mean, like the median age. Um, a mean, yeah, mean age. Is I that the mean, M-E-A? I'm going to say, I was, I was young for this. Mm. I would say like 56. Oh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go anymore. Yeah, 56. <laughs> but, but a lot of people looked aged from the desert. So they could have actually, they actually could have been 37. So I'm just saying they looked 56. Wait. But they could have been 37. Remember we saw, yeah. now my new visual, remember we saw that little documentary, um, what's that place called in California where? Oh, the, the Slabs? Yeah, Slab City. Slab City. Was it, did it take place in Slab City? Um, <laughs> it, it was near there. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Some All people right. from Slab City had come over. So did you did you get your soul tribe or no? No, I, I, I did not find my soul just tribe. Just Ted? I just had a, some sticky toes and mm, Ted. Grossy. Yeah. All right. All right. The last one we were together. For. Oh, yay. So the, the first five, you were nowhere to be found. I don't know how I got to these places. I probably astral traveled there. Uh, we were together in the Anchor Bar oh, in yes. Buffalo, <gasps> New York. I know the story. With my friend, Frenchie. Mm-hmm. You're two friends there, too. Two friends. And Jack. Er- Eric, Shaq. Jack. Yeah. yeah. So my friend Shaq and Frenchie. Yeah. You and me. And there we had an experience of oh, spiritual awakening. Tell no, us about I that. did. Yeah, tell us about that. No, this is like real. It's funny that you're bringing this up because it's funny because it didn't take place in a church or any sort of psychic moment or any aura colors. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So if you go to Buffalo, you have to get wings at the Anchor Bar. It's in where is it? Is it uh, in downtown? Downtown, downtown Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo. It doesn't look like much, but it's been there forever. And basically, the wings are like I don't know. I can't explain it to you. You just have to go. So we were there. It was like. Late, later at night it was a jazz night so there was this beautiful like jazz singer and they put us and i don't even know how you agree to it because you have social issues even back pre-covid times but they put us like at this table right in front of the jazz singer and then you know there's tables all over and then we just ordered like the 50 wings 50 wings yeah oh my god and it was just 50 wings on this huge plate i think i had like did i have a coke or maybe a maybe beer. A, I don't sure. even know. Yeah, Something like that. I think yeah. I had a beer. And I had, and it was just like unlimited blue cheese. That's what you eat with your wings and buffalo. And it was, the music was loud. I couldn't hear anybody talk. I'm just eating my barbecue wings. And it was very transcendental. I swear to God. It was a, it was a religious experience for me. No, it was, it was incredible. Like, I, mean, I was the, like floating above myself. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big <laughs> jazz guy. I don't even really like jazz, but that night I love jazz. I mean, I'm not even like a foodie. But that's what I got from it, this, like, amazing food experience. Yeah. And my, I, you know, my friends, I mean, we just, no one was even talking. We were just, like. Yeah, nobody was speaking. There was nothing. no need to even shout over the jazz. It was just perfect. Yeah. It was, in, it was just See, incredible. I connected. You did. I did. You had a spiritual awakening. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> the, wings got, the, the wings actually got to me a little bit. I had to go to the bathroom at some All point. All right, Scott. And there was a guy in the stall named Ted. All right. So. <laughs> Let's get on with the ant. So, Kitty Poo Club. I mean, 
You have changed my life, Kitty Poo Club. You are making Rocky and Dusty just live their best lives. Um, I am a very proud cat person. I love my cat, but that doesn't mean I like having a litter box in my home. But Kitty Poo Club takes care of the more unpleasant parts of cat ownership so I can just get back to loving my Dusty and Rocky. I, I feel that the Kitty Poo Club is the spiritual awakening for Dusty <laughs> yes. and Rocky. Yeah, they're so fancy. They love it. They love it. They, yeah, they're very fancy and it makes them feel fancy. I have seen Dusty <laughs> meditate in the box. <laughs> he does like the, there is, you know, because the litter is like, it's organic and stuff like that. So I feel like they like it better or something. Anyways, so Kitty Poo Club, what is it? It's an all-in-one litter box solution designed to be convenient for you. Every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, high-quality, recyclable litter box. It's pre-filled with the litter of your choice. The boxes are totally leak-proof. Like, trust me, leak-proof. They're eco-friendly and have a fun design for every season. They're so cute. When the month is up, just recycle the box. It's crazy. It just folds into the box. Like, you're done. You just fold it back together and throw it in the recycle and kitty poo club will automatically deliver a new one to you no changing used litter and no more cleaning the box you can customize your order based on how many cats you have and what type of litter they prefer you can try uh, different ones they're all good kitty poo club has a no risk guarantee so you can easily customize or cancel your subscription anytime so give yourself and your kitties the cat the cat gift that keeps on giving the whole year a kitty poo club subscription right now kitty poo club is offering you 20 percent off your first order when you set up auto ship by going to kittypooclub.com and entering promo code kya just go to kittypooclub.com and enter promo code kya to get 20 percent off when you set up an auto ship that's kittypooclub.com and don't forget to enter promo code thank you so much kya at checkout and live the best life like dusty and rocky are currently living in our house um, you know, I, I, I've been very open about how I have anxiety. I can get very stressed. I can have insomnia issues are my big thing. Sometimes I just don't feel right. Sometimes I just have like weeks where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't get out of my head. It's just, it's a lot. I think a lot of us feel that way. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know, feels for me. I've tried so many things to relax myself, but feels is a better way for me to feel better. Basically it's, uh, a premium CBD and it keeps your head clear and helps you feel your best. You know, do you experience stress? Do you have anxiety? Do you have chronic pain? Do you have trouble sleeping at least once a week? You're not alone. Many of us do. Uh, I was searching for anything that would help and then Feels sponsored this podcast and it's been really kind of eye-opening for me. Feels is, like I said, premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. It naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. It's helped me sleep. It's helped me um, kind of get out of my own head without side effects. Easy to take. You know, you place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding the right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over the course of a week or two. You may need to take more or less to get the effects that you're after. And if you're new to CBD, like I was, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, no hangover, and no addiction. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel anytime. Feels has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash KYA and you'll get 50 percent off your first order with free shipping that's feels f-e-a-l-s dot com slash k-y-a to become a member and you'll get 50 percent off automatically 
taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash KYA. Uh, upstart, you know that credit card, the one that you're afraid to look at? You know, you're thinking about it right now. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, the one I use for the fire festival. Oh, my God. I still have that one. You like uh, uploaded a lot of like your spending limit or something. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, because everything was done on this like credit card. You had to put your credit card in and then you get a bracelet. Yeah. And, it, and you pay for everything in advance. Right. So I paid like thousands oh, upon thousands. And you're just not dealing with that credit card. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Well, Upstart, Scott, can help you face it and finally pay it off. Last year... And maybe if you attended the fire festival, festival, you know that life is never, you know, it's just going to throw stuff at you and you don't know what it is. And and if you use credit cards to pay for those unexpected um, expenses for influencer festivals, it can be overwhelming <laughs> to manage that debt. So you can take control of it with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. Uh, Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan and it pays off your debt and it's all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards or consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners because they assess more than just your credit score. With a five minute, it's only five minutes, online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get pre-approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. So if debt is taking over over your life, it's time to get a fresh start with Upstart. So find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash KYA. That's upstart.com slash KYA. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go to upstart.com slash KYA. All right. So we talked a lot about so far middlemen to spirit. Uh, and all the, you know, and all these different festivals I went to. But now let's hear about your own. Okay. I want to read a quote to you from Eckhart Tolle. He says in his book, Stillness Speaks, a true spiritual teacher does not have anything to teach in the conventional sense of the word does not have anything to give or add to you, such as new information, beliefs, or rules of conduct. The only function of such a teacher is to help you remove that which separates you from the truth of who you already are and what you already know in the depth of your being. The spiritual teacher is there to uncover and reveal to you that dimension of inner depth that is also peace. I love that quote. It inspires me all the time. It was a big part of my own spiritual awakening, understanding that. Today, I want you to understand that. I want to empower you. I want to remind you that you are so very, very powerful. I feel like a common theme in religion and in spirituality is that there is a higher power outside of you and you haven't found it yet. And if you have found it, you are constantly working for it to notice you, to shine its light on you, to please it, to get its approval. And right there, that is a block. Whatever you want to call this higher power, just today, just put that in there. Just insert that in whatever I'm using, whatever word I'm using. God, Jesus, the universe, spirit, that which is greater than us. It's, today, it's the same thing, just higher power. But a thing you need to know that no matter what you call it, it's not outside of you. And the work that you are doing is not through anyone 
else. There are no hoops to jump through, no communities which need to accept you. There are no gurus you need to follow, no ways of speaking you need to adopt. The work you are doing is not outside of you. It's within. And the teachers you meet along the way will, the good teachers you meet along the way, should reiterate that to you. And they can call themselves pastors or priests or rabbis or gurus or spiritual leaders or thought leaders or friends or whatever. But if they're good, they're all your teachers. And their role, just like any teacher, is to create a context in which you can find that which has already always existed within you, that you can unlock all your own doors to where you are and who you are. That you can learn to trust yourself more than whatever lives outside of you. A stability, and you see it and you feel it, that you can form a relationship with yourself because when you do that, that is spirit, that which is greater than us. It's in you, you're part of it, and it's part of you. It's always been that way. And if you can connect to that, that's all you have to do. We are all conduits for spirit communication. If you want to know anything, you have to go within. But when you go in, there's battles, and the battles you're going to fight are your own. They are the ego which is, remember, the human part of yourself, which likes to stay the same. And the ego likes to make you feel, oh, jealous or left out or like you have to please others to fit in or your family won't talk to you if you don't do this or that or whatever. Um, and, And your ego likes to mesh that connection with yourself with like approval or I guess acceptance or social things. And it makes it more difficult that you can't have a, a relationship with a higher power if you don't have a relationship with the community that supports the version of that that it's saying is the right way or whatever. And that's not true. I mean, that's not how I feel it's true. When you're in school, I ask you, what is the function of the teacher? Okay, you're in school, you're learning math. What's the function of the math teacher? The function of the teacher is to create a classroom and present information in a way that you can absorb it, you can pick it up, You know, you can make connections and pathways in your own self to really understand it, comprehend it, and use it to grow in your own life. That's what we do in school. We are presented with subject matter, which sparks us in a motivation to do more, to be more, to intrinsically want more. And it should be that way with spirituality too. And your spiritual awakening is the same thing that happens when you're like, hey, this is interesting in history class. (laughs) It's the same thing, but in your soul. I wanted to talk about this today because it's something which concerns me. I will see people giving their power away to others, that they don't own their own connection. And that's when a lot of just like, it makes me sad because you're losing that deep, deep connection to that which is greater than us. And and by the way, you can have a spiritual connection with a higher power in any religion you want to have it in. You can have it without a religion. You can have it in whatever context works for you because it's about you connecting to you and the higher power which lives inside of you. I don't speak for other spiritual people, which, you know, I guess in this world I'm kind of in. I get lumped in with a lot of like psychics or tarot readers and stuff like that. It's fine. Um, 
but sometimes I don't like what I see out there in the spiritual world. And it's kind of like sometimes spiritual leaders like to take the credit. I don't like that. Um, yes, I see auras around people. This is a podcast about it. Yes, I like to talk about it. It's fun. But I don't, it, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what aura I say you are. What matters is the journey that you take just trying to figure yourself out. It's a context, a context in which you can get closer to God within you. That's why I like auras. It's just a fun context where it's like, you know what? And I feel like I was given that gift to be like, okay, here's a classroom of learning and it's an aura color. Isn't that fun? Now go find yourself. <laughs> go set it up. Go have fun. Okay. Like that's how I feel like it's my way of trying to, to, I don't know, it's one, one of the ways you can try to find God within you through aura colors. It's just one of the many, many ways you can do that. Anytime you go on a journey, it's inward. It's never on someone else's timeline or their set way that you have to go on. It's a context that maybe they set up for you, a classroom of sorts in which to find yourself. And if you can apply that learning to new things in any spiritual journey, you will always be authentically on your own journey. You have to make it your own journey and you have to remember what it's really about you going within. I hear a lot of people, you know, they DM me. Or, you know, I see this in the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook group or just in general. And they want to know, like, okay, is what, is what, you know, they're new to it. And they ask, is this evil? Is this, is this wrong? Is this bad? Is this wrong to do this type of introspection? And I can only speak for how I see it and how I try to form it in my own life. I just want to get closer to, the, to God in me. That's how I see it. And when I do that, I want others to do that too. And that's light working. So when people ask me, like, is this evil or, you know, they assume what I do is wrong or this or that, I understand that, like, there's a lot of examples out there with people who have the wrong motives. And I see that all the time in all, I guess, spiritual categories that you can think of. People have the wrong motives. And it's, it's sad because it takes away from of the good stuff. It's sad because it takes away from what it's really about. So I'm very passionate about you owning your own journey. Always own your own journey. Always check back to see what's about you and not about somebody else. Always check back to your authenticity. And then you'll be fine in any journey spiritually you go on because you make it about you and you because that's what it's about. But what is light working? The word light working and light worker, they get thrown a lot around in the spiritual realm. And it can be misconstrued that you have to do like energy healing or Reiki or be psychic or learn tarot to be a light worker. No, not at all. Light working just means that you remind people the same thing you figured out, that their pathway to connection with spirit, it's within themselves. That's it. It's a reminder. You're a reminder. And you remind them that all the power of that which is greater than us, that they already possess, they already possess it. And the work is just dusting off their own barriers to get there within. That's it. You make them feel seen. You make them feel empowered. That's light working. Because when somebody takes that power away from you and they say you have to do like X, Y, Z in order to get the approval, that's not light working. That you have to do this or that for them or, you know, adulate this person or do this way. Nope, that's not light working. Um. If you teach people that there's a greater power that's constantly judging them or waiting for them to do the right or wrong thing or they have to be some sort of pleaser to get closer to that power, that's manipulation. A light worker can most certainly be a spiritual leader or a priest or a rabbi or a pastor. Pastor, Of course it can. It can be a friend too. 
It, it can be a good Samaritan who just helps you out. It can be a neighbor who does a neighborly thing for you. That's all light working. It makes you feel seen and loved. It makes you feel that glow. And what is all that? That's God within you. The feeling of just, oh, maybe there's good in the world. Oop, you just felt God. That's a connection. Or gratitude. You know, the quickest way to talk to God is to sit in gratitude for what you have and really let it wash over you. And sometimes you got to go small with gratitude. Sometimes you just got to be like, you know, I really appreciate that my neighbor took in my trash can. Like they didn't have to do that. They just walked it up to my door. You know, I really appreciate that. And, and maybe that's little, but if you really sit in that and you're just like, wow, that they did that. Like that's, you, that's how you get close to God. And sometimes, sometimes we got to start small, but that's all light working too. So I was raised Catholic, like very Catholic, <laughs> Catholic school, everyone's Catholic, whole family's Catholic. Okay. So Catholic that there was kind of an internal self-hatred for the gifts that a lot of us in my family inherently had. Like we had it, but it was also kind of like bad. I don't know how to explain it. It was very dysfunctional, but like normalized for me. So anyway, so it, there was this constant need to be like superstitious about it. Oh, and don't tell anybody about this at all and hide it, that it's wrong. And I lived very duplicitously that way my whole life. Um, I never had a bad experience really with growing up Catholic, like personally. It's just I knew that they wouldn't like that part of me if I brought it up to like my school teacher, like whatever, priest, like they weren't going to be cool with that. So I just didn't bring it up. So I put those things away. Um, and, and I had some sort of feeling, well, God doesn't love all of me then. I mean, that's like the, that's the internal thing. I wonder what else we've put away in our life. Cause we think it's not lovable. Um, what, what have you put away? Cause you don't feel like it's lovable. Like what are things that an organized place that you were trying to seek approval from didn't find lovable. So you just decided you had to put that away. And, and that's not how it works, you know, because like that, which is greater than us sees all of us and loves all of us because it's already in there. It already knows everything. Can't hide anything from that. It's in there and it loves you and it made it. And the whole point is to come to terms with it, not to put it somewhere else. Make it better if you can. If it's something that needs to be improved, if it's something that just needs to be loved, love it. But, you know, I never had a bad experience really with growing up personally other than that, I guess. Um, but for me, the experience, it was fine. And honestly, it was lovely. I remember being very moved by certain aspects of the Catholic, the Catholic faith and being moved by the ways of prayer and worship. And I really do remember feeling that, in, that unconditional love from certain figures when we learned about Jesus. And, you know, I felt all that. I felt that. And it was comforting. And it still is. You know, religion's a lovely thing. It really is. But like in any religion, it has to be something that feels good to you. So I never, like if you're Christian or Jewish or Muslim or nothing, <laughs> to me, um, this, it's, you know, this is a universal truth that whatever you want to call that higher power, it's in you and that's it. And, and you can go to church or, or temple or not, or nowhere or outside or take a hike and, and it's all, it, it, you carry it around with you. So this is just about connecting authentically in a way where you feel that spark, that inspiration, that motivation to do better. That's all. It doesn't mean you have to give up anything, actually. Again, there, there's no place which can be a middleman between you and spirit. And I think that's what this speech today is about. Like, Just cut out the middleman, middle lady, middle something. Cut that out. 
please see that that doesn't exist. That's a blockage. So it's very important to basically remember that you are the only one who holds that power. No one else over you, no matter how you worship. Just try to keep in mind that you are so important in that process and that the kinder and more welcoming you are to your own self, the closer you get to the highest power because love is that way. All it is is love. And when you love yourself, it's so much easier to love others and have compassion for them too. It's channeling the divine when you can self-love and show others what that looks like. That's light working too. It's role modeling, showing others what unconditional love looks like so that they can go internalize that, heal, and do the same for others. That's God. That's, that's spirit. That's whatever you want to call it. That's what that is. It's unconditional love and feeling seen and gratitude and just seeing, feeling gratitude for that. That's a connection. That's the connection. And then paying it forward is the most beautiful prayer. And that's God's work on this earth, the way that I see it. So I'm just trying to simplify it when it gets a little complicated. <laughs> Take, taking ownership over this process is what I'm trying to get at today, empowering you. I have a hard time when any sort of spiritual path or teacher in any realm preaches hate or like toxic positivity, <laughs> a lot of shoulds and should nots. Because part of your journey to your own authentic one-on-one connection with spirit are all of the things you will encounter in yourself emotionally and otherwise when you do it. There are no bad feelings. There are no, there are no bad feelings. And there is no other version of yourself you need to be than the one you are right now. And if you can honestly look at who you are, you will naturally evolve into the next step. A lot of times people in positions of high spiritual power, you know, spiritual leaders that have high authority will tell you that something is wrong with you for not feeling what everyone else seemingly feels so effortlessly. That devotion or peace or assuredness, which they all say exists in the connection with the higher power. And, and that's, cross, that's across spiritual realms, that there's something wrong with you if you can't connect to what they are saying or how they are saying it. Um, let's say, you know, you, you feel like you're not connect, you don't feel Jesus in your heart. You're not praying correctly or you, you're, or in the spiritual world. Oh, I don't feel anything when I meditate. I'm just laying here. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong. Um, that's true. Like there's nothing wrong with you. It's just sometimes it connects and sometimes it doesn't. There's, it's never the problem that you can't do it. It's the problem that you think it's a problem, that you think there's something broken in you. That's not true. There are times when sometimes it is just hard to dust off that barrier between you and a higher power, and that's real. And it, it would be very toxic for somebody to tell you that that's wrong or there's a blockage or there's something with, wrong with you. Nope. You just have to feel it. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm not feeling it today, and that's okay. That's honest. It, sometimes it's hard to feel it. Sometimes it's hard to always feel in tune. I mean, we are humans in a very 3D world with a very 5D soul, and sometimes they don't compute, and that's okay. Spiritual limbo is what I call times when you feel just numb, cut off, and super not into it. And if you haven't been there, oh, I bet most of you have been there. (laughs) It's times when you're just going through the motions, you're just kind of just walking through emotional coma style. You just don't feel it. That's okay. You hear what they're saying and you try it, but it's kind of like a listless vibe. 
you can feel very isolated and alone sometimes when you're in a spiritual limbo. Kind of like when everyone says, like, oh, this, this movie's amazing. And everyone's talking about it like constantly. And then you're like, all right, and you go and see it. And you're like, wow, that really was a huge disappointment. It wasn't that good. And you don't get it, but you have to kind of like pretend that you get it to fit in. It can be like that. And that's okay too. It's, just, it's part of it. So spiritual limbo, feeling numb, not always connecting the way that everyone else is like, oh my God, it was so crazy. I meditated. I saw like eight different colors and I floated. Like, <laughs> like I'll t- it's okay if you're like, oh my God, I was just laying there not feeling anything. It's okay. It's okay. Or, you know, uh, growing up Catholic, it was, um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, for you, for those of you raised Catholic, you'll kind of understand. We have a lot of like devotion to Mary days, Mary, mother of Jesus. And, and, oh my God, I still have like my, my Catholic schoolgirl guilt even talking about this. Ooh, I got to like fight it for a second. Cause you can't, you can't talk bad. Can't, you can't talk bad. But once we had this, um, statue come visit our church and it was a big deal. Cause the statue, I guess was um, it was a statue of Mary and it had been all over the place. You know, Catholics are really into their relics and it was all over the place. And it was said that she would cry tears, like real tears. So, so they said that she was blessed with this miracle and she could cry real tears. And she came to our church. Oh my gosh. Cause I went to school there. So this was like a big to do and there was a special service and there was all those things. And it said like when you were you know, and we all got to come and kneel in front of this. You couldn't touch the statue because you could kneel in front of the statue. And the teachers were preparing us like, okay, children, like prepare, like you're going to be touched. You know, people have been changed by looking at the statue. People have been totally transformed, all these things. And the people were in front of the statue. They were kneeling. They were sobbing. They were crying. They were walking away. They were very overtaken. I was like, oh my gosh, like what's about to happen? And, you know, I think I was like in fourth or fifth grade and I kneeled in front of it and I was like, oh my God, I feel nothing. I don't feel anything. It's a statue. I don't know what to do. And so afterwards, like we had to do, you know, write about it because it's school and it's Catholic school. So I'm writing about it. And like, I had to, like, I get, I, I made it up. I'm like, oh, I felt all these things that my girlfriend said she felt. So I was like, okay, I'll just borrow that. It's Okay. It's, and I just fought, I want you to know, I just fought a ton of Catholic schoolgirl guilt for telling you that. That's like my deepest, darkest Catholic schoolgirl confession <laughs> that I felt nothing at the Miraculous Mary statue, okay? Do I doubt other people felt things? Absolutely not. They did. That was probably very real to them. But it's okay that it didn't feel anything for me too. That doesn't mean, and the problem was that they were saying that that's the only thing that could happen to you. That that having that connection was going to happen. If it didn't, there's something wrong with you. Because I'm like, oh my God, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me. Also, maybe none of this is real. Like these are things that went through my head at the time. And it would have been nice if they were like, hey, if you do feel something, that's great. If you don't, that's okay. Doesn't mean anything. You're good. You're still good. Because I truly felt like, oh my gosh, I don't think... I don't think God has a connection with me. I mean, that's what was going through my head at the time. And I think that a lot of us can feel that way sometimes. Like, oh, if I'm, you know, even in my world, like meditating or whatever, like if you don't feel, sometimes I meditate, I feel nothing. Like you got to be in the mood sometimes. And that's okay. It doesn't mean like every time is like a five-star astral projection experience. So we got to down to earth this. And that's okay because being down to earth is a good way to understand what a true spiritual connection is. There's ebbs and flows. 
And that's okay. There are times when you've created so much change at once too. And so it gets stagnant for a while. Like you've had so much going on and you like made your life changes. And then all, and then it's like, whoa, and you were on this huge like spiritual wave. And then all of a sudden it just kind of stops. That's okay. That You have to acclimate. And, uh, and then there's times you have to change up how you connect. You know, you have to use other methods to do it than what you've been taught. You got to kind of branch out a little bit. You got to go try new things, new ways of connecting. But always remember that any spark you achieved, that was always you making that spark. The teacher, which put it together for you, just created a nice context in which you can do that. Don't ever give your power away to someone else. I mean, please don't give your power away to somebody else when you make that connection with spirit. You can give them credit for creating a lovely context and for creating a desire and an inspiration and a role model. And, and, that, and you, can give them, you can thank them and have gratitude for caring enough to do that for you. But that connection that you made, that's because you did it. And that's between what's greater than you and you. There's a difference because people will try to own that connection, that spark, and that's their ego. And I want you to be careful of those people. Because they, they don't have your best interest at heart. So please, anytime you make a spark or connection, you can be, th- you know, yeah, thankful for the context, thankful for the people that helped you do that, thankful for the love around you. But that's your connection with God or that which is higher than us or greater than us. So my goal with this podcast was to create a context, a place for you to experience sparks. And man, I love hearing when you do. I do. I love hearing those moments when it connects it's magical. It's magical to me to see spirit work in all of us. It's magical for you to see it too once you've experienced it. And yes, that's your spark. That's your connection. It's not mine and it's not anyone else's either. And then you know what? When you go out and you light work and you help others feel that, that'll be their connection. And that'll be because they did it. But it also be good to feel them do it and know that you helped with their context. You helped with with inspiring them. But that's always their connection, just like it was your connection. So know deep down always that the place you went to get that connection was inside of you, that glow, that love, that feeling. That was spirit. And you felt it at least once. And I know, I know you can just find that little nugget, that little glow, and you can make it brighter and burn harder and show other people that too. Oh my gosh, Scott, I just told a story about, um, it's like my super secret eight-year-old self Catholic schoolgirl story where I didn't connect to a Mary statue the way I feel like I should have, and I'm having major um, guilt. Well, well, I feel that we might not be able to go to the Basilica (laughs) in Lackawanna in Buffalo, New York. Anyone from Buffalo knows the Basilica. I feel so bad. I kept that secret for years. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe you just drown yourself and your sorrows and some more anchor bar wings if we okay. go back. All right. And I think that might be just as good. Okay. I, I, can, I don't know. I can handle but, that. I can handle that. Uh, but on a serious note, I, I think, you know, if, if you really took anything away from today's episode, it's that, you know, no one does, you got to do spirituality your way. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need a middleman. You don't need a pastor or somebody, you know, that you feel is in a higher position than you are to tell you how to be spiritual. Uh, you can do it on on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need us. Mm-mm. I mean, you don't need us. I mean, we could be full of you know what too. I mean, I, I'm full of it. I'm not you. You're not, but I am. Um, <laughs> well, it's just it's about you. It's about you mm-hmm. and how you figure out the way to meditate and the way you figure out the way to connect to spirit. 
or God or, or whatever you want, you want to call it, that's the right way, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and if you're, if you can do that, or even if you can't connect, and even if you're having trouble, and you're, you're just trying to figure out your path, um, you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, just the basic introspection. Yeah. You don't need to go, like we, we said this before, you don't need to go to Bali, you don't need to buy fancy, you know, medicines or, you know, do fancy tricks or fancy programs that cost thousands of dollars. Um, it's just not needed. It's in you. It's in you. It's in you. So it's please you. find it. And we're and we're thankful that you listen to us. Yeah, we're, we're very grateful uh, that people listen to our our podcast, and uh, they're a part of the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. And and again, but we want you to do it on your own. Yeah. Well, we hope we just provide that loving context. That's it. In order for you to grow, like I was telling people, it's like a classroom. Right. Like, what does a teacher do? They make a classroom. And right. hopefully in that classroom, you make the connections. Right. And that's all we hope to do and make the classroom or the context as loving as we and safe and supportive as we possibly can, which we couldn't do with all, without all of you because you're all part of that. Right. And I feel like, yeah, our community that we're kind of building here, the Mystic yeah. Michaela Spiritual Family, I mean, we're just like... It's just a safe place for you to safe place. We hope you talk feel about this safe and, mm-hmm. and supported. And we love you. And you know, you guys, this podcast is... 100,000% for you and about you. And you all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.